Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Republic of Tea's Honey Ginseng Green Tea. A relaxing blend combines the ancient health properties of China green tea with panics ginseng and full blossom honey. This delicious, subtly sweet tea offers a peaceful sipping experience. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning and a warm teacup welcome to all those who are able to join with us today. How exciting we have almost completed the story of Ruth. Today we'll once again be reading from the fourth chapter. Uh, We'll take uh, picking up in verse 7 and go verses 7 through 12 today. I was sharing with uh, some folks earlier in the week my struggle to draw encouragement out of these verses for us in the middle of another week. It's not that these verses aren't great because they are, and they're certainly uh, applicable in many ways. Uh, but my focus for us each Wednesday is to lift our spirits a little bit. Even if we've already started out with a great week, it's still good to be lifted up even a little higher. Or for some, the week might have not started out so great. And my hope is that uh, I'm able to help improve on that and lead us to a happier finish of the week. But all that being said, as I continue to study I felt the Lord leading to a unique look, uh, in particular, at these six verses. and uh, I hope that uh, you enjoy what I feel like we're going to be able to draw out of these verses for encouragement. I hope that you're able to follow along as we read in your Bibles. Begin Ruth chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 7 through 12. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging to confirm anything. One man took off his sandal and gave it to the other, and this was a confirmation in Israel. Therefore the close relative said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself. And so he took off his sandal. And Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Malon, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. Now in verses 7 and 8, we're dealing with the sandal swapping custom. In earlier discussions, we've referenced briefly the law in Deuteronomy 25, and that's where we find the ceremony conducted when a kinsman declined his responsibility. Now, in Deuteronomy, the one declining removed a sandal, and then the woman that he declined would spit in his face. Now, in this case, uh, 
since there was uh, not a uh, uh, lack of honor involved, there, there wasn't uh, uh, anyone's honor being questioned, uh, the spitting did not have to occur. But wait, or was it? Is this other kinsman maybe the bad guy in this? The antagonist of sorts in this story? I mean, he was all ready to take possession of the land. And then Boaz added in the fact that Ruth was going to be part of the package. And then he was like, whoop, whoop, I got to back up. Could this unnamed kinsman be portraying someone like the sheriff of Nottingham? Trying to rob the land, but then realizing, oh... I don't really want what comes with it. Is Boaz our Robin Hood? Yes, of course, this is one of mine and Forrest's favorite Disney classics. Who knew that Ruth and the posterity of Elimelech was what was truly important? Boaz knew. I mean, let's think about it for a second. Luke Skywalker wouldn't have been who he was if it weren't for Darth Vader. Spoiler alert his father, or even Kylo Ren in the later movies. Boaz was just an ordinary man who took the sandal, which in all likelihood, all kidding aside, was a show of now his feet could claim that ground, that land that was Elimelech's. Moving into these remaining verses, I'm going to turn to a little more serious note uh, for our encouragement today. Of course, not remind, not that reminding you of the best of Robin Hood, uh, the best Robin Hood movie made, isn't very encouraging, uh, but trying to curb things into a little more spiritual view. We see that Boaz was joyfully proclaiming this transaction to the elders and all the people as the witnesses. He uh, was acquiring Ruth to be his wife, and the people's encouraging responses were of make her like Rachel and Leah. May you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem and your house like that of Perez and, and so forth. Now, we could focus on those encouragements from the people. I mean, how wonderful. Rachel and Leah, if you'll remember, they had the 13 children between them. They are considered the mothers of the whole nation of Israel. Referencing the Perez tribe, a tribe of Judah. But looking more closely for a moment at Ruth. Remember, this is the woman who was married, who lost her husband and became widowed, and yet followed her mother-in-law to this foreign land. Now, if you take these circumstances and you put them together, most people would say that she had fallen on hard times. Life had dealt her some difficult, tough circumstances. Unfortunately, bad times are rarely seen as blessings. But if we look to Ruth, we see that even the death of her husband resulted in her surrender and devotion to Yahweh, which in turn changed her entire destiny forever. Her hard work in the gleaning in the fields led her to more grain than she could even carry, if you'll remember those measurements of the bushels. Again, provisions from the Lord. A rejection from one kinsman was turned into the redemption from Boaz. 
now redeemed, married, and will be with child and the people rejoicing over she and Boaz. Be encouraged today that God can take unfortunate circumstances and turn them into fortune. It's our patience that we really have to work on sometimes. Or if you're like me, we have to work on most times. But God, our Redeemer, will shower us with His blessings. There's one more story I ran across that I thought was extremely interesting in regards to bad circumstances. Enterprise, Alabama. You all know where it is? Well, most of you probably know where it is, but something you might not know about it unless you had lived there is that Enterprise knows something about bad times turning into blessings. The citizens there have even erected a monument. It's a monument of an insect, the Mexican boll weevil. Now, in 1895, the boll weevil began to destroy the cotton that was found in Enterprise, and that was the entire county's major crop. In desperation, the farmers decided to try and plant something that would not be appealing to the boll weevil. Do you know what that was? It was peanuts. And by 1919, the county's peanut crop was so many more times plentiful than the cotton had ever been. And in that year of prosperity, there was a fountain and a monument built in honor of the boll weevil. And the inscription reads, in profound appreciation of the boll weevil and what it has done as the herald of prosperity, this monument, this monument was erected by the citizens of Enterprise, Coffee County, Alabama. As with Ruth's experience, growth and success came from struggle, crisis, adversity, but it all can be transformed into blessings. Charles Dickens said it like this, My prayer for you this week, my encouragement to you, reflect upon your present blessings, of which every man has many, not on your past misfortunes, of which all men have some. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. From an exchange of sandals to an exchange of circumstances, Ruth's story continues to encourage our hearts. Today, we were reminded that though bad times are rarely seen as blessings, sometimes it is our most unfortunate circumstances that lead us into our greatest blessings. This week, take a moment to look back on how God has taken your own struggles, crises, and adversities and exchanged them for growth, success, and blessing. Then, take time to praise Him for His sovereignty. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with His blessings.